Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. That it's been a month since I talked to you last. <laughs> it's been a minute. But, you know, you, you kind of got up some up to some wild shit over there. So. I just, I wasn't causing enough drama. Right. People weren't paying attention to me, so. Yeah, really off, off the cusp of Leo season, you're like, let me just do one last gag. <laughs> just pull one stunt. <laughs> I told you, Cody, I told you I don't like Leo season, and no one was listening to me, and then Leo season was like, oh, really? Yeah. You don't like me? Yeah, you can't talk shit about Leos. They will come for your fucking organs. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. And they were just like, okay, bye. Let me just take an organ out real quick. No pressure. No biggie. No pressure. It's fine. The joke's on me, though, because I was like, I told you, like, a couple months ago, of, like, am I having a hot girl summer or am I having a sad boy summer? And I was like, well, I don't know. And joke's on me because I found out that I had been passing gallstones, like, the whole time. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I just exist in a dimension of pain. (laughs) Maybe this is just how it's gonna be forever. Maybe that's just what life is like. I don't know. (laughs) Everyone else feels this way, too, huh? Yeah. (laughs) A men's body physical pain. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, welcome to, I don't know, this fucking life. Welcome to Surgery Cast. Welcome Uh, to Surgery Cast. Uh, Apparently, people that fucking snitch on Leo season actually get stitches so <laughs> get their organs harvested <laughs> by lions so fucking learn from me i guess yeah yeah just don't <laughs> i come to you as an example of <laughs> i yeah so welcome to into twilight yeah i'm alive <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and thank God. Everyone give a round of applause. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like, it's fine. It's just, it's like, it's a gallbladder. It's very normal. This happens. It's more so just, like, it it had to, really, it had to happen a week before school starts. Come on. ideal. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on. Seriously, I had been laid up all summer. I, I was relatively. I've been just relaxing. I've just throwing been throwing my body around, passing stones, <laughs> not knowing it, but relatively fine. And yeah. then a week before summer starts, and they're like, "Oh, lol, just gotta take this out now." And I was just like, "Okay, well, bye." I guess they didn't even let me look at it. Is the problem? <laughs> 
I just want to see that sucker. Just what does a stone really look like, you know? <laughs> like, if I can, if my body is, like, physically created to pass a human, sure. why am, why? What's a stone? <laughs> yeah, like, is it a sorcerer's stone? Like, what's a stone, you know? <laughs> what's a god to a non-believer, you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> You say at the hospital. <laughs> Ma'am, we just need to fucking... Ma'am, I'm just your anesthesiologist. Can you just let me... <laughs> I'm gonna need you to stop talking immediately. I'm, like, legally required to put you under for this surgery. Can you already signed a form? Like, I don't... <laughs> hey, but at least now you got some cool stitches. Okay, um... for real. Okay, so... This, just, like, <laughs> skip forward two minutes if you don't want to listen to, like, Stitch Bitch talk for a second. Um, yeah, huge GW for anything uh, hospital <laughs> medicine related. And also, like, surgery. also skip two minutes if you don't like to ta- listen to, like, Kyle XY talk. Okay, so, um, <laughs> so I've had, like, three versions of this type of surgery before, which is, like, a laparoscopic oh. surgery. It's pretty small um they go in with cameras they also like bloat your abdomen up with air you got like do you have like a punch card for these kind of things or you just for like, real okay listen <laughs> listen yeah so usually with this um the other ones they do like a bikini line part and then they go in with that the belly button now mm-hmm. for real though fuck my belly button because i'm scared of them <laughs> And I told the other doctors that I had these, like, a decade ago. I was like, make my belly button as small as you want. I don't give a fuck. I hate my belly button. I'm scared of it. And they were like, well. (laughs) It's hiding secrets from me. (laughs) I just, and they were like, why? And I was like, I don't, I don't like cleaning it. I don't want to know. I don't want to accidentally touch something. They're like, ma'am, it's just, it's normal. (laughs) And I was like, I don't. And so. It's been, like, seven years since I've had this surgery. I haven't thought about it much. And then when I had this one, they used the belly button again with it. And I was like, yo, I'm going to be Kyle XY at some point. I'm not going to have a belly button. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you're going to keep getting this surgery until you just absorb your belly button and you just have a fully flat stomach. It's going to be gone. I can't wait. <sighs> Every... Uh, every time we record, I feel like I learn a cool, irrational fear that you have. <laughs> Just every week. And it's really, I, I think we, I think I've learned all there is to know about I'm, the inner workings of your twisted brain, but then I just keep getting surprised every week, and it's very delightful. I'm just actually. so scared that every time I clean my belly button, something is going to touch me back. What? It's just like the the things from Alien that just like shoot yes the tubes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a fun gag. I think um, that your body would do to you. <laughs> and it's just like I don't, I don't need that in my life. I don't. There's. Oh my god, you are truly something else. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I am Kyle XY. <laughs> Do you think anyone references Kyle XY as much as we do? No. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta be, like, in the top in the top five. No. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna double check really quick and see if there's a Kyle XY podcast. Because if so, Fuck. they're probably the most niche thing on the internet sure. right now. Sure. Yeah. Because, like, 
what are they how are they even what are they talking about (laughs) yeah okay so there isn't there isn't a podcast on it Uh but on on apple podcasts the most recent person to make an episode of a podcast about kyle xy was last year a podcast talks made an episode specifically about kyle xy okay and it was like a TV podcast specifically. We our turf our turf remains ours. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that it's necessarily a good thing, but it it's no definitely not. But it is fair. it is something. Um, yeah. But again, yeah. So welcome to Into Twilight. We don't talk about we don't talk about Kyle XY here, but we do talk about paranormal creatures. And I think I am. Well, I think <laughs> I'm becoming more and more aware that I think I am a cryptid. <laughs> Yeah, over time, Allie's just really leaning into the whole Mothman fantasy, and we're just, <laughs> we're living in it, you know? Yeah, it's, honestly, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Also, the patrons will know this, um, I don't, Cody, do you still have juice? <laughs> I don't, I drink Okay, <laughs> so, I have a whole ass- Juice check! Yeah, juice check. Um, I, I have a whole quart of lemonade next to me. Not that I've drank this whole quart, but I asked Chris during a bonus Jonas that we just recorded for lemonade, and he brought me a whole quart of lemonade, um, the whole bottle of it, and not a cup of it, because um, my boyfriend's just like so with the board it. Um, no, he just yeah. didn't bring me a cup, um, and Cody was also drinking lemonade. So, yeah. So you missed that beautiful moment. Go to our <laughs> Patreon. Otherwise, you won't know happiness. And juice. And also just me eating dinner. <laughs> so It's a delight, okay? Just don't even think about it. It's great. Um, okay. Yeah. We have, because thank you all for your patience as I took last week off to recover from getting my gladder. What? <laughs> getting my glee back, but also my fucking gallbladder out. Yeah. All of those things are um, So we have quite a few current events to get caught up on because... The week that I decide to recover um, is the week that both Katie Sue and our past decide they want to have their publicists release information about them. Just really have a stellar press week. Truly. Um, so we have quite a bit to catch up on. Where would you like to start, Cody? Um, let's talk about our pets and his wig. Yes. Yeah, I feel like this was one of the first things that I feel like I saw. Yeah. Coming back. If you were on Twitter at all in the last week or so, you saw this photo of Robert Pattinson in The King because the trailer for The King came out, which I guess I didn't realize, or at least I'd just forgotten that Arpats was in it. Same. Because I knew Timothy Chalamet was in it and he was the, the titular king, which, I mean, that's just how he lives his life, I think, just as like a an old medieval king. Always. Boy, boy king. Boy king. Sick boy king. <laughs> <laughs> But the trailer came out, and we see our boy Arpats in this beautiful lace front. (laughs) And the internet lost their goddamn minds over it. Rightfully so, because it is haunting and beautiful. He's just so pretty. Yeah, he's a pretty little boy. Like, he was pretty before, but, like, give him just, like, a nice little wavy bob situation. And, like, an actual good wig. (laughs) Yeah, like, not something that looks like it came from Party City three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, like it looks, it looks nice. Like it looks like someone uh, cared about it, which is nice, and had money involved, which is also uh, ideal. Oh my god! Yeah, he's such a little cutie, and we were all just like, "Yes, father." <laughs> he looks so. I didn't realize. Here's the here's the fucking problem. Yeah, is I've always been attracted to Arpats in like modern clothing, and I didn't yeah. realize that I. What I really needed was mm-hmm. our pats in armor. Yeah. And I was like... Okay. It's a bold move. And now I'm just like... Oh. <laughs> I, I just didn't know that I needed it until I had it, and now it's all yeah. I want. Yeah. Listen, this is just a general rule, but people are hotter in period clothing. Okay, that's the that's truth. That's just the goddamn truth. That's, listen. No one has ever, like, put on a fun, like, period costume or done, like, a fun movie or photo shoot in, like, Victorian or period clothing otherwise. And has not looked hotter than they do on a normal basis. And that is the same, I feel the same exact way about Arpats being hot in this wig in armor as I do if he was in mom jeans. Period clothing makes people hot. Yes. <laughs> so when you say period, <laughs> you're just like any any point in time. Well, and also, well, yeah. Great. Yes. <laughs> yesterday. These were yesterday's clothes. <laughs> they are now period clothes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a period of no, time. I get it. I, do you under? Yeah, do you want me to really unpack my joke for you? No, I got okay, it. Okay. All right. Great. It. I get it. Okay. I mean, it does lose the bit every time that I say it, but it's okay. I want to make sure that you understand, so. I, I get okay. it. Okay. All right, great. Go ahead. I'm going. I get comedy, Allie. Okay. I mean, I did learn from you, so. I, <laughs> thank you. I do teach a master class. <laughs> it's $400. <laughs> well, Jesus. Yeah. That uh, honestly explains so much. <laughs> It's okay. You're completely deserving of it. So, you know what? I'm so glad for this change of pace because um, Cody's actually taking over our current events corner this week because um, we have another <laughs> part of this that I was not the first one to find out about because I was still on medical leave, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. And so I found this, but I was not. I'm not the expert on this second part here. Um, so we have we have more case two news and it pew, 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 pew. case two corner and it was like Twitter it was like Twitter moment news yeah it was big news so tell me more about this and yeah I mean case two's been in the news a lot recently thank so fuck stuff going on thank yeah we are blessed fully um, but like nothing blew up like nothing from her like cover shoot and like all those interviews and like things that came out of that like blew up like this did I feel like yeah because this was really just like on all aspects of Twitter in like in my mind I agree um and basically uh Kesu in an interview uh with Harper's Bazaar where she also did a very good photo shoot and it is so good um said that she like was basically told to kind of be hush hush about dating women if she wanted like big 
Disney Marvel roles. Also, these are homophobia bells that you hear. Um, I've yeah. Do you <laughs> do you hear the, the tinkling <laughs> of homophobia? I've trained my cat Holly to ring her bells whenever she hears um, homophobic comments, yeah. um, specifically biphobic comments. Um, and so she's very well trained. So continue, please. Yeah. But if you hear those, that's that is what she's that's what she's experiencing currently. Um, right from the news and yeah so naturally the internet was like uh what the fuck <laughs> yeah is that? um and on one hand it was like this isn't like something we didn't know like sure obviously we didn't know it in the context of Kristen stewart and like it being a very direct thing yeah but like the sentiment that that disney and marvel are afraid of gay people <laughs> it's is, not new <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not new um and these are like you know industry huge huge fucking things that will not take risks because they don't want to you know stop making bajillions of dollars every year for garbage right um even if it's beautiful beautiful shirtless men garbage or whatever who do cool uh superhero things yeah um, but the fact that it was like so directly stated at least at least from Casey's um uh, allegations is like that's fucking nuts that someone was just really like hey you could really make some big fucking money if you weren't so open about like being queer and like dating women because like you could be in a Marvel movie if you wanted to it's like wow the fact that that is just like fully just a normal thing to say to a human being and being like that's 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 the industry there it is it's like what are you serious what yeah that's bullshit I mean, I'm I'm thankful that she feels honest speaking about this now, um, and and bringing this to light. It's yeah. you know, I think it's just there's no doubt about it that this is an awful thing to experience, right? Yeah, um, right. I'm just I'm thankful that the conversation is happening. It just seems yeah. you know too late because it's something that. She's had to deal with the ramifications of for a long time, um, and not just from this person for sure. It's it's frustrating, and it. Um, I think that the thing that I noticed on Twitter over the past couple days about this is it definitely wasn't just within like our twilight spheres that this conversation was happening yeah. from. Right. Um, right. Because it you know it was a Twitter moment, but it it was definitely within like my main Twitter too. Um, and a lot of people were definitely having that conversation. And I think that that, you know, that has an impact. I don't know within, like, the monopoly that Disney has what kind of impact. But hopefully it's something, I guess. Yeah. It's, I don't know, I, it's hard to feel anything but discouragement um, with Disney at times with things like this. Right. Um, yeah. But I appreciate the kind of bravery that it takes to be like to, to come forward with a with a conversation like this because it's it fucking sucks to have that yeah. kind of experience. So, yeah, that was that was some big stuff. I would say. Point 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 point. Um, did you want to talk about that other part of the Arbats interview? Um, boy, do I. <laughs> just because the heading of that so. one was just so much. Right. So, Case 2 had a big week. She had her Harper's Bazaar The photos. And that was great. The photos are mwah, mwah, just mwah. 
but also, our pads fucking slapped you in the face with a variety cover this week. Um, looking like fucking goddamn. Are you kidding me? It's just. Can they just the stop shit? for like two I'm seconds? I'm so upset. They both have the same fucking just raw dyke energy, and it's making me upset. Like, it's I so just upsetting. need two seconds to breathe. Yeah, you can't just come in here with your leather jackets and your slightly wet hair and your eyebrows and look at me like that on a magazine. Get out of I here. Just, I just need a moment to breathe, and they're not, they're not respecting me. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but the interview is great. It's a lot longer than we will ever give it attention for. No, Jesus Christ. Um, but there's some great photos of him being a smarmy little shit um, and wearing fa- fancy clothes, and it's very fun. But the most important tidbit of this so good. is the fact he, he noticed um, a fun little qualm about his movies is that he's always just masturbating in them. It's so... He's just so good at doing it for the camera. Robert. I mean, when you're that good, they just keep writing it in. (laughs) Like, we got... I hope Batman masturbates. That's my prediction. Oh, my Um, God. And my hope for the world. I want it. I mean, you know Bruce. Bruce does a little... I mean... You know he's got it. We're all human. Come on. You know he's, well, you know, I mean, Bruce is superhuman, so you know he's got to do it to him, but, um... He's not even superhuman. He's just rich. Well, I mean, he thinks that's superhuman, though, is the problem. That's true. Have you watched Succession yet? No, I haven't. Okay, so, well, do that first. Stop the call and do that, (laughs) first of all. I thought that was, like, a boomer show. Do people actually like it? No, it's so good. Because the people are awful, and it's fantastic. Um, But there's this scene. It's, yeah, there's this scene where that is very Bruce Wayne that I feel like they will definitely copy for this, the fucking Batman movie, where this rich dude just, like, beats it onto a high-rise window and that feels very Bruce Wayne to me, so. Yeah, that's good. So, our pets, I'm sorry, but they'll probably have to do that. Anyway, in the last three or four movies, our pets said he is masturbated on screen, and I hope it never ends. <laughs> uh, that's going to put me on a list. I'm going to get <laughs> His publicist is like, do not interact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um, worth it, though. Worth it. Honestly, it's worth it. I'm going on a blaze of glory. Honestly, as if everything that we've said on this podcast has not put us on every list possible. Right. We, uh, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. We are on every list possible. Um, honestly, so the last thing that I, the only thing I feel qualified this week to break this base, um, is going to put me on a lot more lists. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been a minute since we talked about fucking our boy Jackson. Oh, um, and so I've come to realize that I I made the ignorant but hopeful mistake that he was one of the few celebrities that had a Heinz ketchup bottle tattoo. Yeah, we thought he was the only one. <laughs> I mean, because what? Because why? Yeah. 
Because why why would there be more? Well, well, unfortunately, I learned that there is at least one more um, in the form of the very popular Ed Sheeran. <sighs> who does not have the tattoo on his leg, um, but rather on his arm? And it is so popular that he has a limited edition ketchup bottle about it. Yep. So that's something. It's just as cursed as you're imagining. Yeah. He um he has the the Heinz ketchup bottle that he got tattooed on his bicep. And Heinz was like, great, well, then we need to make a ketchup bottle out of this. Just put it on our bottle. Yeah. So the tattoo of the Heinz from his bicep is now on a ketchup bottle and it's this like nude colored bottle. This is such an unnecessary Ouroboros of like garbage. It's why did any of this have to happen? I hate it. I do yourself a favor that Cody and I did not do and don't Google it. Don't do it. Because you're better <laughs> off. Because you don't have to see that. Especially because the photo that I'm looking at from this Billboard article is is Ed Sheeran's usual face, where yeah, it's just he looks scared. <laughs> he doesn't know how to do anything other than have his eyes bugging out. Um, he's one of those people that always looks like he's permanently being squished a little, and so his eyes are just like always a little bit too big for the situation, and just sur- just surrounded by so many Heinz ketchup bottles. It's an alarming amount. Yeah. Um, Ed Sheeran, I would say, is the human embodiment of chew like you have a secret. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Stop. And, like, it looks like something has been haunting him for 40 years. Yes, I agree. And there's just a Victorian ghost that <laughs> lives inside of him, but he just has to keep it in. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, Timothy Chalamet is, like, sick boy. He is, right. uh, he is haunted, Tim, Tim, Tim. he is haunted yeah, he boy. Is, yeah, he is haunted by a spirit, a spectral ghoul, something. Yeah. That's the only way this makes sense. We have a listener question this week. Ooh! Would you like to read it for us? Yes, this is from Cassandra, who writes... They see me bowling... Okay. Thank you. They don't know that because I didn't say her last name. So now well, it's she's a... be just like you. Whatever. Her name's Cassandra Bolin. I feel I'm like dox you on the internet. I feel <laughs> okay. Wait, pause because I'm afraid that we've talked to them before. And is this the one? Is this the patron that was like, it's Cassandra? Oh, is it Cassandra? Fuck. Shit. <laughs> I just I don't remember, and I'm very nervous now. All of a sudden, uh, the one S is so tricky. I know. I don't... Okay. This, I think, is Cassandra. If I say Cass, will you hate me more? It... Cass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. You hate us now. I'm so sorry. You can stop being a patron. We don't deserve your money Here's my request. Here's my Uh. request for questions now. From now on. Just until... Just... If... Just give us a phonetic... Just give us a phonetic pronunciation. Even if, even, even if, even if it's the easiest name in the world. Even if you think the most common name. Even if you think we know how to pronounce it, don't, don't. We don't know anything ever. We're we are just we can't. Yeah. Our brains are 
pudding. Anyway, this is from our patron, Cassandra, and or Cassandra. <laughs> I recently got a new kitten that made me think, what kind of animal do you think Bella, Edward, Anne, and Christian, and Beck and Joe would have? Feel free to answer with any other characters in these universes as well. Also, can't wait to be done with you, and this book is 50 million chapters long. Same. You are right, dear listener. Fuck this book. Um, yeah, also, right up. Cassandra, Cassandra, you're canceled. Because you got a kitten and you didn't give us pictures, so. Yeah, what the fuck? What the actual Sorry, fuck? not to get hostile on the podcast or anything. We appreciate your patron. Not like you pay you us listen, money, but. And that we love you and you're great. But also, fucking step up, man. What the fuck? Don't ever tell me that you got an animal and you did not give us photos or it didn't happen. Yeah, it's true. But also congrats on getting a cat, so. Yeah. Um, okay. What animals do you think? Our, our dynamic duos would get. Well, Belle and Edward do have Seth, so. <laughs> I don't think he counts. Well, they're his son. He's his son, so. They have that's, a son. No, that's fair. They have a son. Um, yeah, that's fair. But actual and pets. And Christian has a, a, just a beautiful dildo. <laughs> no, okay, no, no. All right, I'm going to do... No, they get rabbits because they fuck all the time. Okay, I'm going to do Bella and Edward last because I'm not sure about this one. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, Anna and Christian. Christian, I feel like, would get a, like, a bird. I feel like he's a bird dude. Yeah. Like a... He's got, like, like a... A scary bird too, like a <laughs> like a phoenix, <laughs> like some yeah, kind of like weird creature that like I think this should only be in a zoo, and it's like no, I got one. Yeah, like I got a vulture. Yeah, What's up? you shouldn't own this kind yeah. of thing. I think you need a permit for this. Yeah, a, like something I don't know. Yeah, definitely like an indoor bird because like I don't sure. or like a green. I don't know, like not. Not something that would, like, roam, because they live in, like, northern Washington. But, like, sure. a like a you-shouldn't-own-this kind of bird kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Beck and Joe. Well, Joe, because, you know, we know how this ends. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Damn. Joe should own, f- like, a goldfish is, like, what he yeah. is capable of owning. Right. That's what he's mature enough to possibly to raise right and keep alive um but i do think he would probably just like get a dog and be like i got this i think he what i feel like would be best for him mm-hmm. would be a like a bookstore cat yeah a little shop cat i feel like that would be best because i know yeah. his apartment is way too small for an animal it's true. Uh, there's too. That's not wise. It's too. There's too many typewriters. That's too, yeah. You can't. Gotta make room. Yeah. You know? Um. Okay. Bella and Edward. I. I do. I don't hate the rabbits idea. Um. I do yeah. also think like their, their little cottage place had like a garden. I think so. Maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe like a chicken situation. Maybe a rabbit situation. Sorry. You're you're trying to suggest to me right now that as a pet, <laughs> Edward and Bella would get a chicken? Are you telling me that you could not see Edward, little blushing bride, 
outside in the morning feeding them little, like, I don't know, whatever the fuck chickens eat. What is it? Yeah, I can't see that at all. Like, Belle in the movie just, like, spreading them feed or whatever. Spreading them feed. With, like, a little, like, sun hat on. I think that would be fucking hilarious. That would be very good. Or just, like, Ann Cow. I just think those poor chickens, like, their blood is gone. It's over. The second they come in, there's, like... That's a little that's a little dumpling. That's a little snackaroo. Ooh! Well... <laughs> Oop! <laughs> I just... I feel like it would add to their credibility in the middle of nowhere to, like, have animals. Right. These guys are just chicken farmers. That's their deal. And I feel like... I don't know. I feel like Esme would get a kick out of, like, owning animals. Sure. Oh, yeah. She definitely raised the fuck out of some animals. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I, I don't know. Belle and Edward don't feel much like pet people to me. No. Definitely not. Um, Esme and Carlisle, or honestly, even like maybe like Alice and Jasper feel like yeah. pet people to me. Sure, sure. Well, that's a great question. I don't think we've gotten that one before. Yeah, thanks. So, thank you for that. Well, we put this off long enough. Here we go. I, Back in the saddle, baby. Did you miss it? I'll, well, no. Um, but I'll be honest, these chapters went by kind of fast. Yeah, they were actually, um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, because again, they Believe were, they were different. Yeah. Um, because I, I didn't remember which episodes these were, but they were not the same as the books were. Yeah, I think the, the pacing on it and, like, the order of things were, have definitely been moved. Yeah. When we last checked in last time, um... Peach and Beck had, well, Peach really had started a fight with Beck. Right. A bit of a tiff. A bit of a tiff yeah. would be the appropriate words there. Right. Yeah. Um, so chapter 33 kind of starts us off here. Um, and we're, we're not in the same place. Instead, Joe is watching Peach run. Um, and again, it's apparently warm now. It seems like it's been a day, maybe a couple of yeah. days. Mm-hmm. No, it's not quite clear. But it seems like it's just after sunrise. Peach is about to start her run. Um, She's got Elton John up to 11. Uh, just always just scream singing Elton John for forever. Yeah. Oh, do you ever think it's so sad that she didn't live long enough to see Rocket Man? <laughs> I do. Because this whole time I was like, yeah, man, Rocket Man. And then I'm like, oh, right. man, she oh, didn't get to see soon. it. Too soon. Oh, she never knew. Oh, but then I feel like she would have been like, actually. Right. So. But that's not how it happened. I was there, actually. <laughs> I, I am Elton John. <laughs> um, that's the twist of the century. That's true. Hold on, I need to open my juice. Oh my god, take a big old gulp. You ever just drink yeah. Drink some of your lemonade at fucking 8pm? Hell yeah, baby. Party hearty. It's fucking hell yeah. Um, we did get a lot of information about Candace this chapter. Yeah, we kind of, the Candace info has been uh, fast and fleeting, I would say. And the context of this one being very different than how it was presented in the 
the TV show. Right. Yeah, we're getting these, like, same parallels and side-by-sides of, like, him going up to Peach and, like, seeing Peach and then, like, also seeing the last time he saw Candace and, like, how they were, like, so different and these interactions were so different but also the same and it was, whoa. Also, the comparisons being, like, oh, no, she just, like, walked into the water. (laughs) Whoopsie, I didn't drown the shit out of her. (laughs) You know how women do that sometimes? They just, like, walk into water? Right. It's so weird. He does this weird justification thing that he does all the time, especially in this one, where he's like, well, they wanted me to come here. So, like, obviously... They wanted attention, and, like, they know I was going to fight back and, like, not be excited about what they're saying and they're telling me. So, like, what of, What was I going to do? Not kill them? Come on. God damn it, Joseph. Like, okay, we took a few leaps and a skip and a jump and a plane ride away from uh, <laughs> maybe the message here. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I also love how much he's still continuing to talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah, he's really, can't get her off the mind. Nope. There was also a part in this where he's relating, like he's walking down the beach and he's thinking about this poem from middle school. Did you, you are you familiar with what poem he's referencing? Um... Because he's like, I can't, I think of that fucking poem from middle school where the dude walking on the beach isn't alone because Jesus is carrying him on his shoulders and I smile. Oh yeah, no, I do not know that. I don't know what he's talking about. All right, well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. Um, He continues to to follow Peach um, as she is walking by and, and then starts to run and I guess... The last words um, before he kills her are, drumroll please, uh, <laughs> as you might have guessed, are you. Got him. Um, and he has to like, continue hitting her um, because he doesn't kill her in the first blow. Shocker, mm-hmm. Joseph. Yeah, bad at murder. And Elton John is still playing, um, and it's all very dramatic. He has to start realizing now that he has killed her, um, that it is the morning, and it is the beach, and he needs to do something with Again, broad daylight. Yep. Just, why does he keep doing this? It's, It's almost like he likes to kill people. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and so he's thinking back to Candace, and he was like, it was summer. Drunk girls drown. It happens. Um, and then he's like, well, I'm going to start walking towards the water because it's winter, and sad girls walk into the water to die. It happens. It's like, you know, hmm. hmm. Interesting. The best part of this, too, was that he was like, well, I gotta make sure she, like, doesn't float up. Right. So he just, like, gets a fuck ton of rocks and puts them in the pockets of her coat. And then he's like, 
Man, this coat has a lot of pockets in there. I could really just <laughs> shove a bunch of rocks in like seven different pockets and just fucking sink her. So good. It's like, why are you thinking about this? Just fucking throw her in the goddamn ocean. Jesus Christ. You're fucking lunatic. Now, if I remember right in the TV show, this this was a little bit different because that like random dude from med school had come over, right? Yeah, so he, like, bashes her head with a rock, like, outside of her place. So, like, it's on the grass. Okay. And, like, yeah, I think some dude comes in and is like, hey, oh, sup? Yeah, because I think, if I remember right, there had been, like, a... Peach had, like, wanted it under the guise of, like, a threesome or something. Right. And Peach was like... Let's do this. And then Beck was like, oh, yeah, it's cool until it isn't anymore. Because Joe was, like, under the bed, if I remember right, when uh, Peach ended up having sex with that random dude. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So that's all sounding familiar. Because, um, yes, I remember because they had this skirmish on their lawn because it turned into that fadeaway of her reading or, like, a... Peach's voice of the suicide letter. Whereas in this one, we get the email that right. Joe writes to Beck. Sounded so much like so much like Peach. Just impeccable. Yep. Um, I also think about Virginia Woolf when I run on the beach in the morning. <laughs> so much like Virginia Woolf. Yeah. Like, the ghost of Virginia Woolf is there with me. Yeah. Um, leaving footprints in the sand. Yep. <laughs> That's the thing I found interesting is that when he goes to check on Beck after all this happens, she seems nonchalant about it. Mm-hmm. When after, I don't know, and maybe it's a thing about, like, Peach having cried wolf so many times. But right, sure. when he goes back to check on Beck after all this, she seems like it's fine. Um, and she's just, like, blasting music and trying on Peach's clothes and talking to her friends about, like, it's going to be fine. What did you feel like about with this situation? I don't know, because I feel like from the last chapter, like, Beck was definitely kind of going through stuff and wasn't really compartmentalizing things in a healthy way yeah so i think she's just taking everything in and like sort of reacting to them like in a very surface level way and like not really fully like recognizing them and just being like yeah okay it's just like a it's you know it happens you know right just like she just leaves sometimes and that's fine and that's just whatever okay yeah i would agree with that too yeah um because i feel like it might be just a combination of all of those factors right right because when she's talking to Lynn and Hannah, Lynn is like, if you're going to keep thinking about Joe, you should probably talk to him. Yeah. You're like, no, that's, uh, that's, that's absurd. I don't understand why you would suggest that. Why would I? Mm. <laughs> um, so he, anyway, Joe seems content with where Beck is at anyways, to go get his car and and head back to New York anyway. Um, 
And apparently, yeah, apparently, all of his damage to his wrecked car was only four hundred dollars, which I don't know. Yeah, he was like, "I fucking fronted my salary for this. <laughs> like, I'm prepared." Yeah, which I must be one. I just I can't tell if he actually like wrecked his car, um, or if the prices were cheap, or right. I don't know. I don't know. It all just seems. It all just seemed very convenient. I guess I'll say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but Joe just seemed very convinced after all of this that like Beck was going to call him, which seemed seemed confident as he usually is about all of this. I guess I'll say. Yeah, it's that beautiful white guy confidence. Yeah. Put that shit in a bottle. Speaking of bottles and confidence. Oh. Um, he is leaving New England when he realizes about the mug of his own piss. Um, which apparently is still a thing. You know. I had hoped that it was not, but still. Because um, it, it only made sense after last time. Right. That it would have disappeared, but apparently not. It just is, uh, has a lingering presence. <laughs> As piss ought to do. As yeah. piss ought to do. Anyways. So the chapter ends with him being like, You can't hide from me forever. As the season changes, you're going to get horny. And when you get horny, <laughs> you'll want a cup of joe. So. I'll be waiting. And yeah, I'll be, I'll be here. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on my chaise lounge. The fireplace is on. Legs spread. Legs f- spread as far as they could possibly be. Ready for another eight seconds of the best eight seconds of my life. Baby. Hot, sensual, okay. selfish sex. Um. So chapter thirty-four. Um. Starts off in a very typical Joe fashion of being like. My phone is not broken. I've called it from the shop several times a day for the past few days. And you're not off the grid because you're here in New York and you're living and you're writing. And worst of all, Beck, you're tweeting. (laughs) But why aren't you texting me? It's been two weeks since Peach is gone and you're tweeting about snow and you're the most wild thing about this is that he starts by saying it's been like 20 minutes and two weeks since we've <laughs> since this last happened and i'm like i hate him what excuse me that's not how what you know when you murder someone and you count down the <laughs> minutes since you've killed them and you say that first yep what super normal stuff what what don't you do that when you count down the minutes since you've killed someone? Yeah, I mean, all the time, for sure. I hate him. Just girly things. Just girly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, so he starts talking about the stuff that she's written. Um, and I did listen to the audiobook portion of this on my drive home. Oh, boy. And... It was great to listen to the narrator impersonate 
Blythe, which we still haven't gotten Blythe yet, and it's honestly criminal. <sighs> we just get snarky little emails and ideas that she does exist in the context of this novel, but never actually anything from her, and it's upsetting and a waste. It just makes me thankful that, like, the TV show decided that... They understood the power of Blythe. Yeah, they knew. They knew the potential there. Yeah. God damn it. But yeah, so there's apparently this story that she's written just fixating on this married man's dick. Yeah. Super normal stuff. Right. Um, sounds like a really creepy story to me. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. Uh, but that's just uh, my personal preference. And then Joe reads into this and is like, oh no, she's thinking about another guy's dick. She's fucking other men that aren't me. And it's not just other men, it's her therapist's dick. Ah! And obviously, the choice here is to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, there's one, there's only one choice, which like, honestly. Right. He Listen. should go to therapy for right. so many He does reasons. it with all the all the wrong reasons, though. Yeah. And, like, he shouldn't go to her therapist. No, definitely not. Um, so a lot of red flags. A lot of, um, so many. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I, I can't see any other color flags. That's true. <laughs> Especially because, like, you know, of course he's not going in as Joe. He's going in right. as Dan Brown's son. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Dan Fox man what a cool guy that's definitely a real name that someone has what's up my name's Dan Fox what up my name is Dan Fox I'm a manager at the coffee shop called Sheen Bean ooh Sheen Bean did you just whip that shit out <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I have this slight fixation on OCD. Right. Where any time that we drop coffee beans, I have to count them all. Right. And it's it's not that much of a problem, but w it does distract from my work. Oh, and also I'm obsessed with one of my customers, and now I want to fuck her the most. And don't worry about it because I have a very cool girlfriend and we're very happy and it's not why I'm here. Don't even think about it. But it's just, it's primarily just the beans. Um, but it's the beans. <laughs> but yeah, also my girlfriend's like super cool and she's so yeah, real. She's great and lives in Canada so you can't meet her. <laughs> yeah. But she's cool, I promise. She goes to another school. It's fine. Yeah. She's great, and also my owner, Sheen, is great, too, and the beans are good, so... <laughs> the beans are so <laughs> Sheen. <laughs> you gotta trust me, Dr. Nikki. Sheen makes great beans, so... Anyway. You will not believe the shine on these beans, Dr. <laughs> Nikki. They are just glistening. It's honestly a shame to grind them up and brew them. But that's what we do every day. That's God's work. No. <laughs> we do that for him. No, Dr. Nikki. I don't know about the quality of the coffee. I just know <laughs> they're very shiny beans. Oh, man. 
machine beams <laughs> fucking knocked me out. <laughs> I've always wanted to name a coffee star Sheen Beans. <laughs> always. Now, now that business proposition will haunt me for the rest of my life, so thank you. Just think about it, you know? I will. I'm going on a Shark Tank tomorrow. Okay. Do it. I will. Let me know how it goes. Um, yeah, I'll report back. How how did Beck's letters to herself make you feel? Um, did it awful. make you feel as glossy as Sheen's beans? <laughs> as glistening and glowing as those beautiful beans. <laughs> it's rare that we get the title of an episode so late in the episode, but it is a beautiful. It's like a build-up moment, and I think it's worth it. There, everyone's gonna see the title and be like, "Where the fuck does that fit in?" It's definitely not the Kyle XY moment. No. Oh boy. Wow. There's so. Anyway. Um. So the emails are bad. First of all, I have a couple questions. One, is she emailing these to herself? She's gotta be. Or is she or saving them in she her have drafts? These as drafts, right? Like. Again, like if you're just if you get like homework from your therapist maybe that's something you write in like a journal or like a document like a word doc or some sort of situation email is a weird choice right like just that's a choice yeah or your notes app something like something because then like, email is a choice your nsa agent can see it right and who wants that you know i mean they don't you don't they don't need to tell your business like that i mean they know so much of it already oh, i guess but they what are they gonna do to help they can't help you they could edit out your typos, I guess. Dang, fair enough. Just anyway, fucking clock you on your therapy <laughs> homework. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, you, that's a comma's place. <laughs> Here's another thing to talk about. I know you, <laughs> I know you couldn't see it because you were crying through writing this on your notes app, Becca, but also fix your fucking grammar. Oh, God. Can I do a dramatic reading of my favorite one? Could you please? <laughs> I was hoping you would ask. Okay. Here we go. Um. <laughs> okay. Get it together. I will. I'm sorry. Okay. Dear Beck, it's not your fault that you were born on an island. <laughs> of course you identify as an island. But dear girl, you're not an island. Be populated. Be welcoming of love. <laughs> love back. <laughs> when I read that, I audibly screamed. It was my favorite one. I hooted and I hollered. <laughs> I cannot believe what. I love that because you. Of course I identify as an island. I grew up on one, but I'm not an island. <laughs> okay, as much as you want to cackle about this, you, <laughs> you tell me. That every you you want to joke though, uh-huh, but yeah. tell me that everyone that was born on an island does not has not written this in their journal at least once. Oh sure, like it's no, it's for sure island girl shit. Like I get it, I understand. It's very uppity East Coast. Like I I grew up in you know on the island of Maine or whatever. Like I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. Just the fact that she's like, I'm not an island. I gotta be populated. I gotta let people in, baby. I'm gonna get It's Okay to Resent Your Mom tattooed <laughs> on my lower back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way to do it, I think. Um, I'm also gonna get 
There was one I wanted to get tattooed right on my fupa. Uh, oh, you won't outgrow your daddy issues. And I know that it says until you let yourself fall in love, but I'm just going to get you won't. Just out- hard stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to get you won't outgrow your daddy issues tattooed on my fupa. Yeah, we would get all the all the problems really represented on your skin there. I think that's good. Because as much as I want to clock back for most of these, I was like, fuck, I've talked about these in therapy. So, like... No, listen, these are real vulnerable I am an island! <laughs> <laughs> everyone, okay, challenge for everyone listening. Um, next time you go to therapy, just scream. Or even if you're just like... I'm driving by myself on the open road. It's great. Just do a nice little scream and say, I'm an island. No, fuck this. I'm, I'm doubling. <laughs> no, fuck you. I'm doubling the stakes. Challenge. <laughs> yeah. By the time that, by the time this episode goes up and next week's, you have, you have a week since you have a week for this challenge. Mm-hmm. Challenge you all to record yourself somewhere <gasps> public saying yes. i am an island yes. and sh- and sharing it with us on twitter you don't God. you don't need to give any context and this can be something of just like you recording yourself with someone in the back in your apartment just being like oh. hey and they'll be like what and you can be like i'm an island and they're like what the <laughs> and you just stopping and then you vanish into minute <laughs> i i just want to see as many people as possible just yeah. upload I am an island. <laughs> because yeah. I think, Hashtag I am an I island. I think it's the funniest shit I've ever heard. It's so good. It's so oh fucking god. funny to me. Oh, wow. Oh my god. That's literally nothing. That's, that is so irrelevant to this episode, or like to this chapter, but anyways. Important. Well, mainly because the fact that when Joe goes to this therapy session, he... Instead of, like, actually talking about any of his problems, he just decides to become friends with this therapist. Um, Which, like, same joke. Like, I've also done this to avoid talking about my problems. But I also don't murder people. So. So. And he also talks about the fact that he is, like, he's an expert at mirroring to, like, in social situations. Right. And so it's, like. Joe, so you know what you're doing. Right. Fucking asshole. Yeah, um, what a shitbag. But it's like, I also, I know what he's talking about. Because I've, I've done this with therapists before where they're like, so how are you doing? I'm like, great, how are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, no, this is my hour. <laughs> yeah, this is for me. Yeah. Um, But he's talking about the fact that, like, um, Beck is this, like, music video that he's obsessed with and... Um, Nikki starts talking about the fact that he, like, bullshitted his way into this profession, and Joe's like, well, if he could do it, then I could become a therapist, too. And it's like, Joe. Joe. (laughs) Though I will say that would make for an interesting book. It'd be awful, but it would make for an interesting book. Yeah. Um, we do get into the, like, mouse in a house thing. Did they talk about this in the, in the show? Because this sounded really familiar. I don't think so, but maybe. It just sounded very familiar to me, so I don't remember. Um, Of just, like, she's his mouse in a house, 
And if he wants to, he can just, like, let it go and forget about it and all this right. stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, so excited after he leaves therapy that he forgets to check her phone and email. And he feels closer to her than he has in two weeks. And he loves therapy and, and all this stuff. So he feels, like, very excited about it. Hmm. And that is where chapter 34 ends. Interesting. Very interesting. So we'll see. Um, but next week we have chapters 35 and 36. Pew. Pew, 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 pew. So very interesting stuff. Um, we do have some Pachrons. Hell the fuck yeah, we do. Yes, we do. Um, we, we also have, we have an, an upgraded Patreon Ooh, welcome member. Welcome to the fold. Then we need to give a name. Oh, fuck. And probably one from the universe. Oh, boo. Um, so a U name. Hmm. Um... Common ones include Goldberg. Yeah. Beck's last name is... Is a mystery. Is Beck? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's Guinevere Beck. Yeah. We could do Kelly Beck. Hi, my name is Kelly Beck. I'm here to take <laughs> yeah. your job. And fuck your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and also take your girlfriend, because... Fuck you. Dang. Yeah, Kelly Beck is powerful. Kelly Beck is here to take names. Yeah. We have we have a screen rant corner for our Pacherons this week of um, a listicle, which is Twilight. Ten vampire logic memes only true Twihards would understand. Wow. I have not looked at these yet. Oh, boy. So I'm sorry. <sighs> Shout out to Kelly Beck. Welcome to the fold. You are going to be number seven. Called Cedric Reborn, but sadder. Oh my god. Of Cedric Diggory and a photo of Edward Cullen being sad and moody. This is an old school meme. It's an old school. It is, yeah. It's like those motivational posters in offices that are like reach for the stars and like perseverance or whatever Jesus. and it says emo what happens when they don't notice you in harry potter as if a lot of people as if like most people didn't have a crush on cedric yeah okay shout out to sophia salinger beep, 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 beep. who's gonna be um number 10 coulda shoulda woulda which is um edward in his sparkly glory Mm-hmm. Standing in the sun, which says, could research a cure for cancer. Instead, goes to high school a million times and seduces a 17-year-old girl. You got clapped. Damn. Damn. Roasted. Damn. Torched. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Ooh. Who's gonna be number three. Ooh. Which says, the ending we all wanted. And it's a photo of Bella and Edward. And then Blade behind them. 
fucking just blade peering over, <laughs> hanging out. Damn. Yeah. That's very good. Um, shout out to. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> No, take your time. Alex? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, like, my brain just, like, broke all of a sudden. <laughs> I've just been talking for so long. Yeah, okay. Alex just has that power. Huh? Oh, know? yeah, Alex, I just stared at you and, like, forgot where I was. Okay, yeah. um, this is, like, a meme in a meme. Um, oh. and it's number nine, which is yeah. the, it's a photo of... My man, Count Von Count, and next to my fucking dude, my bro, Count Von Count, next to Edward Cullen, and it says, this is a vampire for Count, next to Edward Cullen, which says this is not. And then there's a bigger box next to it, and it says wrong, (laughs) next to Count, and it says this is a puppet, and Edward says this is a dick-to-go ball. (laughs) A disco ball? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> and he isn't. Anyway. Oh, wow. That was beautiful. Also, I guess we were really making, like, the Galaxy Brain format for... Truly! Ever. Galaxy really? Brain has been here for a long time. It's it's a core staple of the meme movement. Anyway, yeah. shout out to Taylor, Brown, Town, Lautner. Pew, pew, pew! It's been a minute since I've said that powerful, powerful name. It's just so strong. It's strong just as taylor is and she's gonna be a strong meme which is number two it's so good it's the the dude the unfaithful dude meme where he's in the street looking at one lady while he's with his girl and the dude is tumblr and the girlfriend (sighs) is relevant 2018 memes and the the wayward woman walking past is twilight renaissance (laughs) man it's beautiful it's so good all right yeah Shout out to Katie Weber. Beep, 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 beep. Who's gonna be number yeah. six. Nice. Which is a, a photo of Aro sitting in his beautiful, beautiful chair. Yeah, and it says glorious chair. And it says, Hey, I just met you and I am crazy. But you have a useful supernatural power. So join the Volturi, maybe. Nice. Nice, dude. Are you ready? I'm so happy for you. <sighs> Shout out to Simon motherfucking Steel. Oh! Damn. Fuck. Who's gonna be, obviously, number one. Mm. Which is scared little Jasper. <laughs> scared blue Jasper in the cafeteria. With a Tumblr screenshot over top that says... Not gonna lie, I'm pretty uncomfortable, like, all the time. <laughs> and that's it. That's the meme. I love it. I like it. It's good. I love it's it. It's good. It's a top tier. All right. So, I found this fan fiction today. Oh, Little no. backstory. Um, I was oh. trying to find the most viewed fan fiction on fanfiction.net. Okay. Um, it took me to... A, a selection of Twilight fan fictions. Um, this one was published on April Fool's Day of 2009. Sure. It was last updated on June 13th of 2012. 
well. And it has over 3,000 reviews on it. Damn. So, um, the title is Unknown Caller by Always Be Always My Bella. And the summary is, seven-year-old Bella is home alone and hurts her finger. Having no one to call, she dials a random number. Enter eight-year-old Edward. Ten years of laughs, tears, and friendship later can it ever evolve into love. And is Edward closer than Bella thinks? Yo, that sounds... I just got, like, chill. Fuck? Oh, my God. No, fuck fuck you, first of all. No, fuck you. No, fuck... Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I will win this war. (laughs) All right. This is from chapter one. Don't touch anything, Charlie had said. I'll be back in five minutes. He looked back at me one more time before hurrying out to the car to buy some emergency toilet paper. As soon as I saw the dusty red car pull out of the driveway, I galloped down to the basement to Charlie's workshop. I had spontaneously decided to build a birdhouse with the wood and tools in his workshop. I picked up the hammer uncertainly. It was heavier than it looked, but it shouldn't be too hard. I hesitantly took two pieces of wood and nails and placed it on the table. Closing both eyes and hoping for the best, I brought the hammer down on the wood. Correction, my finger. I let out a surprise yelp, staring shocked at the hammer. Tears sprang up in my eyes and I angrily wiped them away, shoving the tools away. Building birdhouses was overrated. I clambered up the stairs and picked up the phone, my pudgy finger hovering over the nine, about to call Charlie. Guiltily, I remembered him not telling me not to touch anything. Can't tell him. I bit my lip. I couldn't call Alice either. She just tell me she told me so, and then play Barbie on me. My logic was simply to press random numbers and hope for the best. Pushing the buttons, the phone started ringing and I panicked. Daddy told me to never talk to strangers. I was about to hang up when I heard a click. Piano prodigy speaking. The voice sounded as young as I was. I relaxed a bit. Obviously, if they were kids, they weren't strangers. Hello. I hurt my finger, I stated into the phone. The throbbing thumb was all too a reminder, and now that I had an audience, the tears sprang up again. And it hurts, I wailed, and I don't know what to do because my daddy had told me not to touch anything, and I touched something. I gasped, covering my mouth. And I'm going to be in so much trouble when he gets home. Excuse me, miss? I'm also a doctor as well as a piano prodigy, so I might be able to help you. I hiccuped and giggled. This little boy obviously was a very smart person. How old are you? I questioned suspiciously. You can be like me and a doctor. Eight, the boy replied proudly, and a quarter. A year and a quarter older than me, I noticed. End scene. Damn. This is so cute! (laughs) They're gonna be friends! Yeah. I mean, I'm never gonna read it, but they're like, they're gonna be friends. But, But I... I think it's cute. Yeah. I'm a fan. It's like purer than most of the ones I've read. This. <laughs> that's true. We've read some filth here, so it's a nice little palate cleanser. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, what a nice palate cleanser after all the filth in this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't move my hand because my cat's resting her head on it, but... um, I So apparently I won't be able to close this fan fiction. Maybe I will have to read it. I just... <laughs> That's it. Yeah, she's it's decided for me. now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's where I will stay. But, well, um, as we say in Seattle. Get bit. And get hammered. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss. You can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith. You can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone